Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, NFL futures, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Big, big show today. I am joined, as always, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre from the fighting city of Philadelphia, professional better Simon Hunter. Hello. Chad, what's going on, brother? Dude, I know you're not feeling great. You're a champ. You and I spoke over the weekend. You were working out. You were running hills. <laughs> you were in, in peak condition. Yeah. One weekend on the shore, you're getting old. It throws you for a loop. A little bit. We went and visited family up in Connecticut. They live on this lovely lake. Was basically on a boat, day drinking all day. I, I got either sun poisoning or I was hungover when I woke up Sunday morning. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed. I felt so weak and tired. And then, yep. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like 24 hours of hell. I woke up Monday morning and I was like, all right, I got to go get tested for COVID. When took the test, tested positive. They got your boy, Chad, again. I got COVID again. So, yeah, luckily it's before football. Uh, I'm starting to, you know, dive into football stuff anyway. That was kind of my last hoorah. So, I don't know. It's kind of perfect timing. I'm trying to be positive about it. But, yeah, it sucks. I feel like shit right now. You got to be positive. You got to be optimistic. The way you, you said. You got to be positive. You said hoorah right there. It sounded like. Al Pacino from Scent of a Woman. 
Hoorah! <laughs> and that's Listen. what I'm going for. Well, gentlemen, when the shit hits the fan, some guys run and some guys stay. What a sham. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? We've got a couple things going on today. Two very popular segments are coming back. One, the mailbag. We've done the mailbag a couple of times, I think. The questions have been outstanding. And so people in the past couple of days have sent in a bunch more questions, including some big media moves that have happened in the past uh, 24 to 48 hours, some player movement, how that's impacting odds, what, it, what we should be thinking about it for the NFL. Before we do that, we're going to bring back one of our brilliant predictive analysts, Nick Giffen, for the favorite segment of the fans. What are the odds? Hey, Nick. Howdy. How's it going? It's good. I will tell you, this, this segment has become very popular. So um, I was out this weekend on a Saturday night. Was at a, I was at a little bit of a shindig here in Weeha, West Hartford, Connecticut. A buddy of mine came up to me and he's like, I listen to the podcast. That What are the odds segment is so good. And then he started talking about the last one we did about the two golfers who got the hole in one with the same ball at the same course on the same day. He like knew every detail. He remembered every number. He remembered the odds. He remembered the breakdown because he was explaining it to another buddy. He's like, dude, you got to listen to this. You can't believe this segment. So I'm excited to bring back summer's favorite segment of all podcasts, which is what are the odds? This is great. Oh yeah. I love doing these. Well, what right. the hell am I to this guy? What am I even doing here, Chad? Jesus. What do you mean? What about my segments? Oh my God. Are you serious? Are you serious <laughs> right now that like, You've blown up into a gambling cultural phenomenon. And we have one segment that you're not the fucking centerpiece of. And someone's not talking about you and they talk about the podcast. And all of a sudden you're whining about it. Yeah, I got a problem. Where's my story about this guy coming to you saying, I like your partner, Simon, more than I like you. That's what stories I want to hear from you, Chad, because those are my favorite stories. That happens like every day. That happens, honest <laughs> to God. It happens in my own house. <laughs> I don't need uh, to happen at parties I go to. No, I agree uh, with the guy. It's my favorite segment we do. I love it because I love, I just love the stories. And I love the math. It's, it's the well, best. Look, there was that and it's becoming more and more relevant, right? There was the uh, Andrew McCabe and James Coney, Comey from the FBI. Both were given these very sort of excruciating colonoscopy like IRS audits during the yeah. Trump administration. The New York Times upshot column did a, data and analytical examination of what are the odds that these two guys would get this kind of audit. It was like, I sent it to Nick and, and uh, Sean Kerner. I think the odds were something like one in 82 million, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just phenomenal odds there. So uh, not impossible, but very improbable. You gotta, it's something's fishy about it. I'm just going to say something very, very fishy. All right. So this, this uh, comes from, a, a listener, a longtime listener named Josh. This is the European vacation edition. Here we go. A few years ago, I took a vacation to Europe by myself. It was the first time outside the US. One of the first stops was the Czech Republic. My first night in Prague, the craziest thing happened to me. I checked into where I was staying in the center of the city that went out for dinner because I only speak English, I didn't bother to ask anyone for a, a suggestion on where to eat. Instead, I just picked a direction, started walking until I saw a crowded restaurant that looked like it had a good menu and I went inside. 
The restaurant had a capacity of about 75 people. I order a couple of beers, some food. While I'm waiting, a group of six people come in, sit down to the table next to me. Immediately, I can tell they're Americans. I start a conversation with them. At the time, I was almost 30 and in the group of people, uh, and the group of people were all in their mid-50s. They tell me they just finished a river cruise on the Danube and were flying home out of Prague. They invite me to sit with them and they ask me where I'm from. This is where things get a little crazy. Bum, bum, bum. I told, I told them I grew up in Texas in the late 1980s. One guy asked me where. I told him El Paso until I was about 10. The guy tells me he used to live in Texas and had to travel to El Paso for work. I asked what he did for a living, and he told me he sold medical equipment for cancer treatments. I was stunned. My mother was the head of radiology at a cancer treatment center in El Paso. We also have an unusual last name. To my knowledge, there are only 15 people with our last name in America. So I tell him about my mother's job in El Paso. He naturally asked me for my mother's name. And when I tell him, he shouts, I remember Beth Butterwedge. The guy can't believe it. And we proceeded to call my mother from the restaurant and then reconnected right there at the table. It was wild. That is the end of the story. Nick, I will ask you for the odds of something like this happening in a moment. Let me, of course, bring it back to me just for a second. When I traveled in Europe as a uh, college junior, went to Prague, one of my favorite cities in the world. It was beautiful. Great place to travel alone. I got to say two. I laugh because this guy at the time was in his 30s, probably saw these people in their 50s coming off a river cruise. And I laugh because I watch a lot of PBS, especially loved Downton Abbey. Laura Linney would always do a commercial and then a promo. And then there would always be a commercial for river cruises down the Danube. And I always say to my wife, that looks amazing. And she goes, that is for people who are so old. And so now I'm thinking about this guy, Josh Butterwedge, and the way he would perceive me is as a very old person who likes river cruises. Nick, break it down, brother. All righty. So uh, we, unfortunately, I'm going to throw a lot of cold water on this one. Uh, it's not going to be as long odds as it may sound. So first of all, let's, all this boils down to is he ran into somebody that knows his mom. So that's what we need to figure <laughs> out, right? I mean- that's what we need to figure out. What are the that odds alone that just sounds somebody? like you, you meet this guy at a party, he tells you this story and you're like, yeah. So somebody knows your mom in the world. Big deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, just so, because of the week we had, I really thought we were about to have a Zach Wilson story coming here. Hey, oh, hey, so here's the thing. He's, we don't have a ton of details. We know he's in central Europe in Prague. And this was not the first place he had visited on his trip. So there are some other variables like the length of time he was there, how many cities he go to, et cetera, that could affect this. But what we're going to stick with is, first of all, his mom is the head of radiology. That means she probably knows a lot more people than your average American. The average American knows about 611 people, according to a paper I found. And if she's in the 90th percentile for women, that means she knows probably 1,250 people. Uh, and that's like knows. There are probably a lot more that she's met or things like that, which would go into the tens of thousands. But we'll stick with people she knows. Of those 1,250 people, they've probably taken about 1,600 trips to Europe in that year. A lot are in the zeros, but she's also in this demographic that is 
head of radiology, this guy is in sales. These types of people are taking one, two, three trips to Europe per year. So we actually average a little more than one trip to Europe per year, or I should say one trip abroad per year. 11% of those trips go to Central Europe. So that gives us about uh, half a person going to Central Europe per day that this person's mom knows. So uh, let's just say he's in Europe for 10 days. That means two and a half uh, mom acquaintances per day will be in Central Europe. So if we take the Central Europe population of 165 million, uh, we can just say, you know, 100, uh, 2.5 divided by 165 million. But that also would be only if you ran into one person. Now he's going around and, he, you know, it sounds like he was actively seeking out Americans because, you know, Americans sat next to me. The first one I'd seen, I went talk to them. So let's say he meets I'm just going to guess about 20 people per day over 10 days. That means he's met 200 people. So we need to take that 2.5 divided by 165 million and multiply it by 200. We get one in 330,000 chance that he would run into somebody who knows his mom. But this is like our conservative estimate because if it was his dad, if it was his brother, his best friend, his, his significant other, we'd get this story as well. So really the one in 330,000 is like our longest estimate, but there's a lot of reasons it's probably even shorter than this. And Butterwedge is a German name and Czech Republic is right next to Germany. So there's probably some underlying chop here. Uh, a lot of underlying chop factors going on here that would potentially shorten this even further. Um, you know, just things like uh, being in similar social circles, you're more likely to travel abroad and you're more likely to, uh, you know, travel to Europe. So that could influence the odds even more to come down from one in 330,000. I feel bad for Josh that he was living in this world where he thought this was an amazing, unbelievable coincidence. I feel bad for all of us that every single time we do this segment, I'm both amazed at the math you can put into it that you found a paper of how many people the average person knows and you're able to use that as the linchpin for the modeling you're doing. And also incredibly disappointed that some of these odds aren't longer and that the serendipity of the world is, is ruined by the cold hard facts. Yeah, I'm Dr. Buzzkill as they say. But uh, if you think about it, I think our Ric Flair story ended up in the tens of thousands, maybe like 25,000. So 330,000 for this one kind of makes sense because instead of like going to New York during WrestleMania, this guy's just randomly going to Prague. So we'd probably expect an order of magnitude ballpark higher chances. So I think this is right in that ballpark. The crazy thing about things that happen so infrequently, like one in a million or, or one in a billion is there's still a billion opportunities for them to happen. So eventually they do. Yeah. And that is my friends why we bet big dogs. Exactly. By the way. Nick Giffen, another masterful performance for What Are the Odds, our favorite new segment from the favorites. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me as always. Looking forward to the next one. Go Yard all summer long with $5 Dinger Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. This season, all customers will get $5 for every home run hit by both teams. When you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on Tuesday MLB games, 
And the best part about Dinger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses FanDuel, we'll pay you $5 for every home run. This week, I like the New York Yankees at home against the Cincinnati Reds. Duh. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Head over to your FanDuel account and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to pick your home run hitter. That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 and over and present in select states. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $25. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. All right, as promised, we're going into the mailbag. Uh, first one, number one, a lot to discuss. Brian in Charlotte. Simon, we've talked about this a lot, but based on their offensive weapons and previous QB situation, is Baker Mayfield an enormously impactful addition to Carolina? Or do I sound hopelessly naive? Yeah. I have some very specific thoughts on this. All right, I'll keep it quick. Though. I would say... No, that we know how it is in the NFL. There's might be 15 really good quarterbacks. The rest are kind of all junk and trying to figure it out. Apparently, Baker doesn't work really hard, doesn't study film. Just a lot. You're hearing a lot of bad stuff come out of Cleveland about him right now. So to me, Carolina, you're hoping to get a good draft pick next year. It's a really good draft class. Baker's a nice linchpin, and it's also you have nothing to lose. I think you guys give a fourth round pick, paying him five million. Either he gets you in the playoffs this year and he earns a job or who cares? He's terrible. You move on. So my, my take on this is that it's not impactful for the offense, but I do think it's impactful for the defense because you are getting a quarterback who is better than Sam Darnold, who will likely keep his offense on the field for another series or two per game that will decrease the number of plays that Carolina's defense is on the field. And to be honest, their stats last year were not very good, but if you take them out of the context of having to play so many plays and adjust for that, their defense was actually much better. So their defense can improve just by virtue of having Baker being an above average quarterback versus Sam Darnold. That's my take. I would bet, I would bet Carolina over with, with Baker Mayfield. That's all I'm saying. Six wow. and a half. Corey in Quincy, Illinois. Did you want to say something? I mean, it's too early. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it once it's August with you on that one. All right. Corey and Quincy, Illinois. It's July and Green Bay's wideout corps is out corp is Alan Lazar, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb washed up. They're still minus 170 to win a division. Is the NFC North really this bad? Yes. I mean, the simple answer. Uh, you think you're looking at Green Bay the wrong way, though. They're moving into a position of a very ball dominant team. They're going to run the ball and they're going to play amazing defense. And they have one of the most accurate, smart quarterbacks that's ever played football. Like literally this man does not turn the ball over. I know we can make it. It's a big deal. He lost Devonta Adams, like on third downs, that's going to be a big deal, but I don't know. To, to me, it doesn't make, it's not that crazy. That they're that number with what you're looking at offense. I just think they're moving into a different style. It's a different time in Rogers career. So no, it's a, it's a fair number to me. I think it's a, if I put into my model, 
I might have it at minus 150, and it's only bump up to minus 170 just because people have bet it up to that number. Would you – I know we've talked about this. Uh, Vikings, value on them to win the division instead of betting the Packers? No. Because, I, I mean, I think the Vikings do have value, but I, they won't get a dime from me. I do like what, they're, what I've read about the Vikings, though. The new, like the new head coach, plus 300 now on uh, FanDuel, if you do like the Vikings win this division. I just wouldn't touch it. I just think they, it should be closer, maybe plus 400, plus 450, just because Kirk. Like, I don't care if they have this high-flying offense. It's still Kirk Cousins. So, to me, we talked about it, Chad. I, I love the value on Detroit. You could have got them at, I think, 13-1. to 1. 11 to 1. Now they're down to 9 to 1 on FanDuel to win this division. I still think it's good value on a Detroit team that you can look on paper, guys. They actually have the, one of the most expensive offenses in all football. I know it doesn't mean much, but at least you know they've spent the money and they have the offensive weapons compared to this Green Bay team that they're putting their money into that defense after giving Aaron Rodgers 50 million per year. Uh, Merrill, 88. Matthew Barry yesterday announced that he was leaving ESPN. It has not been announced where he's going yet. Speculation, according to Andrew Marchand in the New York Post, is that he's signing a deal with NBC. Merrill88 asks, is Matthew Berry leaving ESPN a big deal? Should I be feeling something about this? Are either of you? Simon? Depends what Matthew means to you. I mean, I I love Matthew Berry for what he was, where, you know, I was – just really get into fantasy when I was younger. And I think it might've been 07, 08 when I was like getting out of high school, I found his podcast um, with a guy named Nate Rabbits, who um, he's a paper pusher over at ESPN. And I loved that combo of Nate Rabbits just shitting on Matthew Barry because Matthew was such a cocky shithead, but it was just a really funny combo. And Matthew, you know, in his prime was really good at fantasy all these years later. Yeah. I don't know if I would take, all Matthew's fantasy advice, but I think for what he's done for the industry, how can you not say he is the godfather of fantasy football in America? He changed everything. He brought it to the mainstream of ESPN. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big Matthew Barry fan again, not for his advice, but for what he's done for the industry. I just think you, you can't talk fantasy football in America without Matt mentioning the magic talented Mr. Roto, Matthew Barry. So it's funny. You mentioned Nate who I've known forever. And when I was at ESPN, um, uh, and I first took over ESPN digital, uh, Nate reported to me Wow! and then, then he took on other roles and, and, uh, bigger jobs within the universe. And now he actually has a lot of the, and then more, but my old job now is Nate's job plus other stuff that he's doing. He is a weasel. Um, he is a weasel. What's that? I said, he is a weasel. <laughs> he did that. That was his role on the show, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, look, it, Matthew Berry leaving ESPN is a big deal because of everything Simon just said. He created the industry from a broad point of view. He pushed ESPN further into fantasy by force of his personality and by force of the quality of the content he was doing and by the audience he was gaining, right? Like the reason- uh, podcast. ESPN- I mean- it was what him and Joe Rogan. Like, I feel like there was no podcast in 07. I, I just right. think back to that time you download it right off the internet. There wasn't yeah. an app for podcasts. And like, but just, but also digitally the audience he built yeah. forced ESPN to pay attention to it. Right. ESPN now does fantasy shows on yeah. ESPN too. Matthew's got his own show on ESPN plus. Like 
His column was one of the biggest things ESPN would do every single season. His podcast, most downloaded podcast ESPN does. Like, of course, it's a big deal when a guy of that caliber of talent decides to leave what is the biggest brand in sports media. Um, the flip side is the majority of ESPN's fantasy business is built through its product and people signing up and, and what they're doing in the fantasy app to manage leagues, to build teams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's got a really healthy fantasy business that 15 years after Matthew was there, he's at the tip of the spear of, I think the fantasy business will end up being fine. Um, you know, the other questions that, that, that Merrill 88 asks, uh, asks are, should I be feeling something about this? Only if you only want to go to ESPN to get Matthew Berry content. If you want to go to ESPN to do other fantasy stuff and you still want to get Matthew Berry content, look, it's not like 2007. You can get Matthew Berry through a newsletter, his Fantasy Life newsletter. You can get him on Instagram. You can get him on Twitter. Wherever he lands next, you will be able to get him. So um, as a fan, you should be thinking, I'm still going to get Matthew Berry. And he's such a nice guy. Reach out to him. I mean, literally that guy apparently reaches out to all of his fans. He's just a really good guy. So don't, you'll be all right. He's going to be around. Matthew's not going anywhere. He's a hall of famer. It's true. Totally true. Uh, Tony Hawkeye is Acrisure stadium in Pittsburgh. Now the worst name for an NFL field. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yes. I don't even know yeah. if I'm saying it right. I don't know what that is. I don't know what this business does. It almost sounds like something you should see in the Simpsons or South Park. Yeah. I mean, for someone like me, I feel offend offended that they're making people that have dyslexia like I do even read that word. I can't read it. I mean, yeah. until Chad just pronounced it, I had no idea what it even sounded like. It's Heinz Field. I'll call it Heinz Field. I mean, I, I probably called the new Lincoln Financial Field. I probably called it the vet for a good 10 years before I started calling it the link, even at just as lazy. So I, I just think as fans, we're stubborn and it's hard to adjust to new, new names of stadiums. Uh, uh, Frank, Frank 20, Jimmy G will account for $27 million salary cap hit. If he's on the Niners roster this season, handicap the odds he's cut traded to their starting or the starting QB for them this season. Um, I would say handicap the odds that he's, not on the roster versus on the roster. I'd put it at like minus 500 that he's not on the roster. I mean, you traded away multiple first round picks to move up to take Trey. Trey has shown you he's a great athlete. Sure, he's not the most accurate guy last year. He was a rookie. Like it's it's really hard to go from D1 double A to the NFL. It's a big adjustment. So to me, they 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 watch Trey Lance every day. It's kind of a thing where, you know, not that I'm saying this is John Lynch's job, but it's a big deal. Like Jimmy G got him to an NFC championship last year. Again, that wasn't all because of Jimmy G, but he was a part of it. He made big throws down the stretch last year for them. So I am all for shitting on Jimmy G just because I think he was always overrated, playing in one of the best run blocking schemes of all football. But he's, he's a pretty good quarterback. They're making a big move here. They got to get him off the roster. They can't, they can't keep this going and think Trey Lance is going to lead this team where – Jimmy's just going to be ahead of him right now. Like Jimmy's been in the league a lot longer. He knows this offense a lot better. Like he's been with Kyle Shannon a long time. So to me, it just makes sense. Like you hear the Seattle rumors, you know, 
just just anything would make sense. Even Miami. I know everyone's about Tua right now. Hell, they're, we already read it's, it's a make or break year for Tua in that, that town. I don't hate bringing in Jimmy G, being a backup in that, that city for Tua. So to me, I just can't see him lasting on this roster heading into the season. Yeah, I, I think minus 500 is actually a little, a little short, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Kyle loves is- him. That's my whole thing, though. Kyle, Kyle like legit likes Jimmy. Like, yeah, but they're just, they're not going into like, they're not going into the season with Jimmy G as the starting quarterback. Yeah. They're not going to go into the season, into the season with him on the roster. They haven't found takers for it yet. They're trying to avoid sending him to Seattle. So I think what they're really hoping for is training camp comes. There's always quarterbacks getting hurt and right. some team is desperate and they make a play for Jimmy G once training camp starts. Um, Dan underscore the underscore man. ESPN had a story this week about the Ravens, uh, Calais Campbell, passion for poker and his participation in this year's World Series of Poker based on just their public personas. Who do you think would the would be the best and worst NFL poker players? Well, we all know the best liar is Aaron Rodgers. So I guess he would probably be the best. Right. I mean, that's a lot of poker. Like you have to have a good poker face. He got us all like none of us knew like he was so. Smart with his wording, so quick with what he said. Again, he got us good for what was that three months? So, yeah, I would say Rogers would be the best. Um, who, who do you think the worst liars? I guess he's at a league. I'd say Antonio Brown, though. Like that man just had no off switch. Like he just spoke whatever came to his mind at all times, which is the worst thing to be in poker. Um, yeah, it's hard to say who's left in the league that's still that crazy that wouldn't shut up. Um, I was I thinking, know. I mean, I couldn't think of anybody now. I was thinking maybe uh, it's funny. You went to liars. I went to <laughs> well, it, liars and smart. Like Rogers is obviously right, smart but no, Jeopardy. My, my point is like, I immediately thought emotion in mm. this spot. And so I, I watched uh, the match with Brady and Rogers versus Allen and Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes was like, so cool and relaxed. He was popping open beers, having a good time, never sweating it, knowing he could just knock the fuck out of the ball when he wanted to, was making clutch shots, hitting clutch putts. Um, I also thought Aaron Rodgers, just because the guy is uh, seems to be unflappable, but there are moments where he gets too emotional and takes things personally. I don't think Mahomes does that. And so from an emotional makeup point of view, it's hard not to argue Mahomes. And obviously we're just talking about quarterbacks, but in the moment, those are the people that need to have the ball. Mahomes, I thought about Brady for sure. Those were the two people that I thought might be the best. The worst, I was also thinking emotion. And like, I was trying to think, it, for me, when you're thinking emotion, it always goes to wide receivers or cornerbacks, right? Or the end, so, like I was thinking Miles Garrett. Like, he's the only guy I could think of that bashed a guy in the head with a helmet. Like, who would lose their cool? Like, that's what, like you were saying, like, who, who's the craziest? But I couldn't get past A.B. Like, A.B., you don't get crazier. He's, he's the craziest player ever. We've never had a guy take off their stuff and do jumping jacks and wave to people out the field like he did the Meadowlands. So, it's just, A.B. is the craziest. I would also go with, like, is it? Jalen Ramsey, or is it a very sort of emotional cornerback? Eli Apple, dude, Eli Apple was clutching and pulling and do whatever he could when the pressure got the worst, right? Yeah, but I mean, France Dame, he's going up against like the best receivers in the world, so. Well, he might be going against the best poker players in the world, you know? <laughs> Eli Apple versus Phil Ivey? Come on. All right. 
Is there a player worth betting for MVP right now at higher than 15 to one odds? Let's see. We're talking about. You've kind of missed the boat, buddy. We're like, you, you want to bet these things in February, March, April. You want to get an early jump on the books and you're, you're projecting out. So Hertz, I think he was 80 to one. I'm looking at FanDuel right now. He's 25 to one. That's tough. That, that's really tough. You went from 81 to 25 to one. Trey Lance, 150 to one, down to 60 to one at a lot of books. Now he's down to 40 to one on FanDuel. Again, you, you, you miss big numbers on that one. If we're just going strict value, you know, Lamar Jackson, 20 to one, playing for his contract. He's already won an MVP before. That's, that's a fair price for a former MVP and a guy who had his team as a one seed last year before he got hurt and his team went one and four down the stretch. Again, that's the kind of thing you're looking for. If you're, you're looking at short odds with guys who are bumped down a little bit just because people are low on them because of what happened last year, Watson's a really good one for that. Where guys above him, you're not getting any good value on Justin Herbert, right? Like, it, it, he's been bet up now. He's 10 to 1. That's no good. Russell Wilson, 12 to 1. That, that's, that's too much for a guy that's never won MVP before, moved all the way up there. So, you know, I've had a couple pros talk about Mac Jones. I like the way his body looks and everything like that. I just don't know if Mac Jones has weapons around him. Again, it's 40 to one. That's good odds. He needs weapons, right? Like who's Mac Jones throwing 50 touchdowns to when you look at that team? Like that's what you need to do to win MVP in this league. Like you got to be incredible. So to me, if I'm just going pure upside guys, you know, way down the list, me and Chad talked about, I like Trevor Lawrence, 75 to one. He's getting a whole new offensive scheme. Number one pick second year leap. I know it sounds crazy, we saw it happen with Patrick Mahomes, right? We saw Mahomes come in and be this incredible kid, won MVP, right? He was 50 to one that year. He won MVP for the Chiefs. The year Lamar won his second year, he was 50 to one in that Ravens offense. So it sounds crazy right now. We're talking in July. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a second, third year quarterback to pop. That's at crazy long odds. We've seen it happen before. So looking for some craziness, Trevor Lawrence, 75 to one. If you're a Jets fan, I would not put a single dime on Zach Wilson. But I get it. If you're a Jets fan, you want to believe in this kid. So to me, look at these really long odds because that's what you want to invest your money. You don't want these short odds. So the shortest I'd go, 21, 20 to 1 on Lamar. 21 on Lamar. The Ravens still 21 to win the Super Bowl. I know they're getting a lot of heat, a lot of sort of smart conversation about them. I like your Jalen Hurts conversation as well. That wraps it up for this one, Simon. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I want to thank Nick Giffen for coming on to talk about what are the odds. I want to thank Simon Hunter for battling his COVID, his sun poisoning, his hangover. I want to thank Matt Mitchell, as always. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, say whatever you want in the feedback. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.